What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Jake's Take Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Fur of the Mansfield News Journal, and we're continuing our yearly series, our weekly series here on the Jake's Take Sports Podcast of Talking Tigers, highlighting the Mansfield Senior Tiger football team. Um, man, they had a had a good week last week. Uh, you know, it was kind of a face adversity kind of week, though. Uh, they, they picked up a win over Ashland, 27-20. Um, you know, scored 24 points between the second and third quarter. Added a field goal in the fourth, uh, just to kind of push it open a little bit. Um, and a and a big gritty win. They, they turned the ball over four times uh, on offense. So there was four fumbles and an interception. I think they recovered one of those fumbles. Um, but man, they showed showed a lot of grit, showed a lot of heart, and uh, came back and. You know, and, and actually kept the lead and won that game. Final drive of that, that game, um, the Tigers field the, the kickoff with about 2.07 left in the entire game. And on the ensuing uh, first play of the, the ensuing series, they, they fumble and give it back over to the Arrows. Arrows drive all the way down to about the 8-yard line, and uh, Aaron Thornton comes up with a huge sack on fourth down to stop any any threat and they take it over kneel it out and, and get away with a win uh, on the road which is absolutely huge in the OCC so um, just a big win for the Tigers I think that's uh, that's kind of what to take away from this uh, it was a, it was a completely different offensive performance uh, Friday night uh, 290 yards rushing on 51 attempts uh, they only they only attempted 10 passes all night long. Uh, completed two of them for 17 yards, had an interception in that. But Zion Brown had 122 yards on 26 carries with a touchdown, and you know he was uh, he was the workhorse on Friday night. He was the guy that you know they they were going after um, to, to get them kind of chunk yardage and eat up a lot of the clock. Um, and it was just a big performance from that young man. He, he had a kind of a breakout performance. Ricky Mills had uh, 63 yards on nine carries. Jameer Petty had 41 yards on five carries. Duke Reese uh, did more with his legs than with his arm um, Friday night. Had six carries, 38 yards, and a touchdown. So they had five guys run for over 36 yards on the night, which is absolutely huge. Uh, they had two negative five rushing yard plays. So, you know, if, if those that negative 10 yards wasn't there, they'd have 300 yards rushing on the night, which is a, which is a big thing for the Tigers. I, I think they've, uh, they've been trying to get that run game going and, and established, and uh, I think they did it. They, they kind of took what the defense was giving them. They, defense was really focused on their wide receivers and in that passing game and kind of leaving the box open a little bit. So uh, rightfully so and, and smartly so, they uh, – you know they they kind of took advantage of that and and pounded the football a little bit. Sean Putt had a couple field goals. Uh, was three for three on extra points, two for two on field goals with uh, twenty a long of twenty nine. And those those nine points are huge when you look at the grand scheme of things. He twenty seven to twenty. Without those, at the end of the game, uh, you know he had a twenty eight yarder with about four thirty five left. Um, and, and his field goal early, uh, well, actually late in the first half with a, with a minute 54 left in the second quarter, uh, those are kind of the difference in the game. Uh, you look at it, and it, if without those, it, it would have been 21-20. to 20. Ashland has the ball in their five with time running out. They could have easily kicked a field goal to win that thing. So uh, the, those two field goals are huge, and we talked to Sean a little bit, talked to Coach Bradley, 
Talked to uh, Coach Owens just about, you know, what kind of weapon he is. So you'll hear about that a little bit later on in this this uh, episode. And um, But first, let, let's get with uh, Coach Bradley. Um, we're going to talk about the offense, the defense, uh, what what they did last last uh, last week against Ashland. Going to talk about Zion Brown and kind of his breakout performance. We're going to talk a little bit about Sean Putt and what he brings to the table as the as a consistent kicker. He has over 113 points on the year, so on on his career, I should say. Um, so it was a big big time thing for him. Uh, he's a freshman who who or as a freshman he he came in. Didn't even know he was. Uh, didn't even know how to kick a football, and then then he's out here, you know, kind of winning games for the Tigers. So, let's get with Chokey Bradley real quick and uh, get his thoughts on last week, and then also his thoughts on the upcoming game against Worcester, which is a big game, home game for the Tigers at Arlen Field. Uh, this this rivalry is developing into a good one. So here's Chokey Bradley. Defense faced some adversity. Um, I mean, the four turnovers that kind of put Ashland in good field position. But they—I uh, saw your quote—they they bent, but they didn't break. I mean, that's 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 huge and encouraging. And I think that's that kind of describes you guys perfectly. I would say. Yeah, I think that's something that we, um, you know, exemplify throughout the course of the season thus far. Um, you know, our guys have been resilient time and time again throughout the season. Um, you know, we play some some really some really good football programs, um, some really good football team players, and uh, I think all in all, you know, our guys have done a real good a really good job of, of being resilient. Uh, they were they were nothing less than that on Friday as well. It, it sounded like they were they were kind of up for the challenge on the on the last drive. You got when you guys fumbled, and they I mean, Ashton had the ball ready to kind of make a drive and tie the game, but. The defense seemed to be kind of excited to be put in that situation. They kind of wanted that thing. Yeah, our guys love playing defense, man. <laughs> they love it, man. They love flying around, man. They love, um, you know, being called upon. They love just, um, you know, putting the team on their backs, you know, and, and, and you know, coming away with, uh, you know, some success. So, um, you know, that that moment for them was was, uh, was exactly what they, you know, they wanted in that, you know, in that time. Uh, you know, for to to try to will us a win for the team. And I mean, offensively, you guys ran the ball 51 times. You had 290 yards rushing. Didn't throw it too much, but didn't sound like you really had to. It was kind of, you know, took what the defense gave you kind of thing. And and yeah. uh, I mean, put the ball on the ground uh, four times. But I mean, still you were you well, were kind of security. yeah. But you were still able to kind of establish your will there in the, in yeah. the trenches. I think. Well, we felt like we had an advantage. Um, in the trenches uh, with our offensive line versus their defensive line. Uh, we felt like we had an advantage with our front front guys with their, uh, you know, box seven. Um, you know, and, and we, we felt real strongly about some of the schemes that we wanted to run uh, towards their box. And, uh, you know, and our, our kids did a really good job of, of uh, attacking the preparation throughout the week. And uh, they did an even better job of executing on Friday. And our running backs did a really good job of, you know, running behind those guys and, and uh, you know, hitting the holes hard and fast. Uh, you know, it was, it was disheartening to see them put it on the carpet yeah. as many times as they did. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get cracking that, fixing that. Sure. Um, 
today and, and throughout the week. To see Zion put up, put up a big game. It was a career game for him, 122 yards rushing. He had a lot of carries, uh, scored a touchdown, scored the first touchdown of the game. And to, to see that kid kind of break out and, and have a big career game. I don't think he was ready for that. <laughs> um, he was throwing up on the sideline. I don't it's think he ever carried the ball that many times. Uh, but, you know, it was very exciting and delightful to see him have some success running the, running the football. Uh, you know, we were screaming from the sideline. Um, you know, our offensive line is doing a great job winning the point of attack. Um, and then you add Makai to that, you know what I mean? And we were telling him to follow Kai. And, right. uh, and he did just that. And, and uh, he, you know, he was getting, you know, four and five and six and seven and eight yards of pop. So, um, you know, they loaded the box on us, you know, seven and eight and nine guys in the box. Um, but we still were able to come away with positive yards in the rest of the game. So. Um, stay with it. And you got some good good performance out of the special teams too. I kind of I kind of wanted to, to highlight Sean a little bit. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a kicker. He's a small little guy kicker, but kickers need love too. And and he he came up big. And the, the kind of the one thing that stuck out stood out to me like was preseason when I came out here and he was attempting like a. I don't know, 39, 40 yard field goal. And as he was getting ready to kick, you ran up and yelled at him. Yeah. You know, you yelled at him and he, he shanked it or something. Yeah, You're yeah, like, Sean, you got to, got to stay focused. Gotta focus. and, but, and, and you coach the kickers too. I mean, yeah. But, but how, how much has he kind of helped you guys? Just, I mean, he, he seems to be automatic on PATs. Yeah. He's 33 or 36 last year. I mean, yep. uh, how have you kind of seen him grow, I guess? Well, Sean's a, um, you know, a very integral piece of our puzzle. Yeah. You know, I think he's over 100 and some points, um, you know, kicking this year or for his career, I believe right. it is. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, he's, you know, 34 for 37 or something like right. that this season. Uh, without him, man, we, you know, we, you know, we don't go. You right. know, he's part of his team. He's been a part of his team. He's a senior. Uh, he's been with us, since, you know, since day one. Um, you know, he's feisty. A lot of yeah. people don't understand how feisty he is. I know he's small in stature. Uh, but, you know, he's definitely a fiery guy, man, and, and can hold his own. But, um, you know, it's just a blessing to have him, um, you know, here every day, you know, kicking up. I've, you know, I've, I've sometimes seen him out here in 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night kicking right. uh, where he didn't jump the fence. <laughs> he was out here getting his kicks in. And, and, you know, as early as, you know, 7 a.m. out here kicking, yeah. you know, it means a lot to him. Uh, he wants to. You know, play football on the next level. He wants to kick on the next level. Uh, that's something that's very important to him. Um, but you know, winning and, and you know, trying to be a leader of this team and carrying this team with with um, his portion of you know the special teams. Um, you know, is something that's really important to him as well. He shows up every day with pit vipers on. I mean, he's, he <laughs> he has the swagger that it takes to be a Mansfield Senior Tiger. Yeah, man. Like. We. <laughs> Walking him with open arms, man. He came to us via St. Peter's. Yeah. And uh, he's a soccer kid at heart, um, you know, turn kicker um, that has kind of taken over. Um, but, man, you talk about a fiery guy, man. You know, he he talked more smack than the biggest kid on the team. <laughs> uh, but maybe the smallest, uh, you know what I mean? So it's just a blessing to have him. Um, you know, he's, he's done a great job for us. Um, you know, we just want to. We hope he can continue to do the same thing and, and uh, you know, keep keep kicking them things right down the middle. Right. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Worcester. I mean, this is this is kind of developed into a, a good rivalry like like you guys in Ashland. I mean, it's usually top two teams in the league kind of thing. And 
Yeah. I mean, it seems like another big test, but you're coming back home where last time you were here, you didn't give up any points. That's, that's got to be encouraging to, to have them come back here. Well, you know, Worcester is always, uh, you know, a tough task. Um, it is a rivalry between us two. Um, you know, we know they're going to be ready to play. You know, we got to be ready to play. Um, you know, coaching staff over there has done a really good job with those kids over the years. Uh, whether we play over there or whether we play here, um, it's never ever been anything short of a, um, you know, a tremendous contest between the two of us. Uh, so, you know, I don't expect anything less than that uh, this year. Uh, they got some talent over there. They got some big guys over there. Um, you know, they always have had big guys and very athletic guys. Uh, kids in the NFL and, and uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they eat and sleep and breathe football over there. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of what we do here So yeah. also. So, you know, I, I, you know, our kids can't wait to get to the game, and I know their kids can't either. Uh, so it should be a great game between the two of us. That was Mansfield senior Tiger head football coach Chokey Bradley. Uh, man, it was a, you know, great, great performance by the defense, uh, you know, with offense having four turnovers, um, most of them are lost fumbles. Um, you know, the, they were put in a in a tough position every single night or every single series. Um, Ashland was running, and and they still just kind of held on and and did enough to win, and that that's that's key for them. But offensively, you know, you take away the turnovers, and and it's a very clean, very great game um, for the Tigers. Three hundred seven total yards. Um, and you know they had they did have seven penalties, which kind of can be cleaned up a little bit. They controlled the time of possession; had had it for twenty six minutes and thirty and fifty three seconds. Um, had eighteen first downs; sixteen of those came by a rush. Um, so you know, whenever they needed chunk yardage, they got it, and and that's huge. They ran sixty one plays, and like I said, fifty one of those were rushing plays. So, um, and and it was all about. You know what what the Tigers saw on film and offensive coordinator Jacob Owens, he kind of saw how other teams were taking advantage of the of the arrows in the run game and and just how they kind of controlled the game that way and and could get chunk yards. They they didn't necessarily break any long runs um, open for anything. And the the longest run of the night was a twenty eight yarder by Amar Davis. Um, so like I said, nothing nothing too huge by any means, but it was enough to kind of get first downs and, and and kind of grind out play you know series and and uh, control the game in that that fashion Zion had a 14 uh, yard touchdown run to begin the, the second quarter that was a scoreless first quarter so that was you know they, they were kind of going back and forth um, and uh, Duke Reese had a one yard touchdown run so um, you know both both the offensive touchdowns were scored um, by rushing scores so um and 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 that's key for the tigers i think moving forward they need to uh, uh, and it's it's kind of interesting i talked to jacob bowens a little bit about it and it's like you know the week before against lexington you know they threw for 313 yards and, and a boatload of touchdowns and it was because lexington was stacking the box against them then they go over to Ashland, and Ashland's kind of spread out. They saw the probably saw the film on Lexington. It was like, oh man, they're gonna they're gonna try and torch us in the pass game. Um, so they they kind of open the box a little bit, put more defensive backs in the secondary to try and stop that that passing, and and they just run the ball right down their throats for two hundred ninety yards. So 
try to game plan against the Tigers, and it's it's just a tough task. Um, you really got to account for both the pass and the run, and uh, it's tough for high school teams to do that defensively um, and be able to stop stop the run with the front seven and then stop the pass with those back four. So, uh, you, you know, you kind of got to pick your poison, and that that's kind of the theme. The, pe- the teams have to pick their poison against the Tigers, and Worcester's going to have to do that again uh this friday night so here's jacob owens just a little bit about the offensive performance what it means to have sean put back there as a kicker as a state he calls him a safety blanket which is huge whenever you get in the red zone you can can almost guarantee you're coming away with points so um here's the offensive coordinator jacob owens 51 run plays uh, that's that's got to be the most in a, yeah. in a really long time yeah it? but like you said it was it was something you guys kind of thought you could take advantage of. Right? Yeah, we saw on film where we could uh, other teams were having success running the football um, against them. So we figured, why not? You know what I mean? It's an opportunity for us to get our run game really going and give our running backs and O-line guys a lot of confidence um, heading into week eight. Um, so we took advantage. I mean, I, I did a lot of preview stuff today for, for throughout the week, and I kind of thought, like, you know, to me, it was like, okay, I think the Tigers found their identity of, you know, pat, like, you know, throwing some short passes, getting it to their playmakers, and then you guys go and run 51 times for 290 yards and, yeah. and just kind of create another identity. But I think it's more of I'm just showing that balance and showing, yeah. and, and you know, if, if you get the run game going, then this opens up. If, if the run game's going fine, then, then uh, you know, that, that's just what works. Yeah, it's, it's just something we want. We talked about in the preseason being balanced and, being able to throw the ball and run the ball and set guys up for success. And that's what we're doing right now. And I like the fact that we're scoring multiple different ways. Yeah. And that's one thing you want to do as a coach is put your kids in position to be successful in multiple different ways. And that's what we're doing right now. Um, I, I can't tell you I wanted to do that 51 yeah. times. But, <laughs> you know what I mean, whatever works for us. Yeah. And we got the win and we'll take it. Yeah. It, was, it had to be nice to see Zion come, kind of come out have a, have a, have a breakout game. Absolutely. Man, that kid kind of needed one. He did, man. He, he's had a great year so far. Not not the one he probably wants, but it's been very consistent. Um, he finally got in the end zone, which I'm super happy for that kid. Um, you should see him jumping up and down in the end zone when he scored. It was awesome. But, yeah, he, he, he had a, a really good game, and he needed that. And for his confidence and for his teammates, it's, it's what we talk about. It's, it's – Finding ways to win, man. And he did that. He found a way to win in the run game for us. You guys found a way despite having four fumbles and an interception. And oh, my just goodness. Just kind of letting them kind of hang around, it felt like. But, I mean, the theme of the week probably was ball security, I would imagine. Yeah, this week we're going to talk about ball security, Jake. I mean, I was up there, like, screaming at the window, like, come on, guys. But it's part of the game. They're kids. You know what I mean? That happens. Um, I'd rather learn from a win. Didn't learn from a loss, but yeah, it's something that we got we got to definitely focus on is ball security, taking care of the ball, high and tight, especially late in the game, right? Like late in the game, we had the ball, we could have just milked the clock, kept it in our possession, helped our defense out, right? But it didn't happen, and it, that's okay. Like I told the boys after the game, we're the Tigers. It doesn't say defense won or right. offense won. It says right. everybody wins. So we just found a way, man. That, that's been our mantra, kind of as an offense. All year, yeah. I mean, coming into this week, I mean, it, it feels like you guys can kind of, I mean, go in and, and kind of feel how everything's going, and then kind of go to this game plan or go to that game plan. You can have multiple. It feels like against against this team. Yeah, 
So we, we've on film we've seen teams have success multiple different ways. Right. Um, and that's good for us. We don't have to be like, oh, we gotta do this or we gotta do that. We can kind of pick what works for us mm-hmm. and, and, and execute that. Like we're gonna do what we do, but it's also good to see other teams having success. And that's what we want to do is pick other teams, film, and see what they did and how how they were successful and implement it to our game plan. That's what we're kind of doing. I mean, it, it helps just to have those athletes, I mean, all over the place and Golly. kind of things that just help. Yes. <laughs> it makes my job so much easier. And all, the, and all the position coaches on the offensive staff do a great job of coaching the guys up and getting the guys ready to, to go. Like, it's, it's just unbelievable how many athletes we have and how, how diverse we can be in our offense. Like, it's a blessing, really. Like, a lot of schools can't do this. And here at Mansfield, that we, that's one thing we're known for as athletes. And right. We got them all over the field. I mean, the, and the one kid that I kind of want to highlight is maybe in the, I don't want to say the most unathletic position, but Sean Putt and kicker. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how, how, much, how nice is it to, to kind of have that guy who can safety kind of consistently, yeah, he, he's a safety bike. He can boot 30 yeah. yarders or 35 yarders and, and kind of. Have he's been consistent, man. Yeah. His whole career. I mean, I know it makes my job a lot easier once we get into the red zone area if we get stopped i'm, I'm telling choke take the points right take the points and that ended up helping us it gave us a little extra cushion in the fourth quarter when we needed it right you look up at the scoreboard it's, it's 20 to 27 you know what i mean it's not 21 20 that's a little different right so yeah it's, it's good to have sean he's a great kid he, he deserves all the, the the accolades and everything he's going to get um but yeah it's safety blankets the best way i can describe it I mean, uh, you've, and you've kind of seen him grow over the past three years, three, four years. Yeah. Um, and what, what is he – it seems like he, he takes this thing serious. I mean, he takes kicking. He does. As serious as I've, I've seen a lot of kids take it. He does. I, I'm, I'm really happy for Sean. He does a great job of coming here and, and kicking and working on his craft and making sure he's ready Friday night. Yeah. He's ready to go. And, and you ask him, he's always like, yeah, coach, I'm ready to go. Like, you ready to kick a 40-yarder? Yeah, coach, I'm ready to go. Like, so it's, it's good for him – to be consistent with his workouts and consistent with his kicking. So Friday night, he is ready to go. That was offensive coordinator from Mansfield senior Jacob Owens. Um, And it was a, you know, despite turnovers and just kind of mistakes on that end, you know, they're always disappointing, but you got to remember these are high school kids who uh, are playing football just for the love of it. And, you know, four fumbles is is, kind of tough to to withstand a little bit and an, an interception as well. Um, just just a little tough, but you know what? They overcame it. They they still scored twenty seven points, almost a clip thirty, which is which is huge. Whenever you can score more than thirty points, you have your, you give yourself a chance to win, especially when you have a defense like the Tigers. But Sean Putt, you know, we talked a little bit about him earlier. Um, you know, the kid is just uh, he's phenomenal. Um, he he kind of puts in a lot of work um, just in the kicking game. I mean, he's he's straight kicker. He's he's a soccer player. Um, and uh, you know he he always had the the desire and the and the love for football, but as a as a kid he was diagnosed with chronic ITP, and I wouldn't even try to pronounce what it what it even what ITP even stands for. It's it's kind of a crazy medical term, but what it is is a is a rare blood disorder uh, leaves his blood with an abnormal decrease in the number of platelets, so he's very susceptible to you know, severe bruising more than, you know, any other football player, but a severe bruising 
bleeding in his gums and, uh, you know, internal bleeding is a very high risk with ITP. So, um, so as a kid, you know, he, he wanted to play football. He was, you know, pictured himself playing for the you know Notre Dame fighting Irish as any little kid does, uh, you know, playing for their favorite team. Um, and then doctors told him, you know what, football probably isn't in your future, but just with this, uh, ITP stuff, uh, it's just a little bit too dangerous. If he takes a, takes a hard hit somewhere, um, you know, you might as well forget about, you know, even coming back from that, you're going to have internal bleeding and, and all that stuff. So, um, just a kind of a tough break for the kid. Uh, you know, he, he loves football, but then he turned his focus on to soccer uh, and is, you know, doing pretty well for the Tigers right now. He's got five goals and one assist, kind of leading that program back a little bit. They have seven wins on the year, and uh, that's the most since they had 11 in 2013. Um, so, you know, he's kind of leading a turnaround, and, you know, he's not going to see the fruits of his labor right now as a player, but um, in the future I think you'll see a lot of uh, a lot of success that you can kind of translate back to Sean. Um, but, you know, he was given the opportunity to uh, be a football player, be a kicker. And uh, he, he took that took that to heart. Um, he, he's, you know, he, he put in a lot of work. Um, when he found out he could, you know, be a kicker in football, he, he kind of went to work right away. And, and, you know, he came out, tried out for the Tigers as a freshman. He was, so he was at St. Peter's um, as a freshman and sophomore. And, and there's an OHSA bylaw that says, you know, if if you're private, if you're at a private school, and that school does not offer the sport you want to play, then you can go play that sport at the public school in which you reside. So, say, you know, with with Sean, he lives in Mansfield City School District, um, but went to St. Pete's, so he could play football for the Tigers and not have to sit out or anything like that, which is. Which is a great thing for any student athlete just wanting to play a sport, um, and I I really hope that you know principals and ads reconsider what was proposed this this past year where you know public school kids can go play at other pub like a neighboring public school if their school does not offer a sport with that that's just getting kids on the on the athletic fields is a number one goal but. Um, but Sean took advantage of that and and came over to senior or came over to senior high, um, and tried out as a freshman. He never kicked a football before, and you know ever since then, man, he's he's been cold blooded. Uh, for his career, he's seventy three of seventy nine on extra point attempts. It's a ninety one point one percent complete you know success rate, which is which is huge for high school kickers. Uh, you can't can't put a price on that at all. Getting that one extra point after a touchdown is is absolutely huge. Uh, he's thirteen for eighteen in his, in his career on regular field goal attempts, so he's seventy two point two percent, and that'll improve uh, as he gets stronger and bigger, and hopefully he kicks at the at the next level. Um, he has a long of thirty five yards, and he's you know he's he's kind of made a name for himself, uh, you know, drilling forty yard field goals, forty plus yard field goals in practice to get his teammates out of. Uh, conditioning and running lines and all that stuff so um you know he, he's he's got a big leg and and i'm sure if the tigers ever need it down the road if they're needing a last second field goal to win a game from you know 45 yards they'll they'll try it and putt is one of those guys who could probably do it he scored 112 points in his in his tiger career um and still has three regular season games left and at least one playoff game i think the tigers are a lock for the playoffs so uh, he's still got still got a little bit more to his legacy to write, and uh, 
he, he's a great kid who puts in a lot of work. Um, you know, he's he's real feisty. Uh, you heard Chokey Bradley say that he's he's one of the best trash talkers on the team. So you need that out of your kicker. You need a kind of an edge to him. So here's Sean Putt just about how you know his his journey led him to uh, being a, a hundred point kicker for the Tigers. I mean, last week it was kind of exhilarating. I'm big big clutch points by you. I mean, you, you what you had. So that's eight points total. You guys win by seven. I mean, that's that's kind of big for you guys. It was. Um, it's my first actual field goal attempt of the season. You know, yeah. we had uh, we had two. Well, we had one against West Holmes, one against Hoover. Just that block snaps. You right. know, it's yeah. not much there. But last week was really the first time our field goal unit. You know, it's been playing a real game situation. That the game is close. Like this kick could make or break the game. Right. Um, for me. It's just staying ready, I guess, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of times I'm just standing on the sideline or messing around. But whenever the offense got the ball and if it's in the red zone, I got to lock in. It's time. Um, it's not much. I mean, it's not like I'm going out there every play. It's right. scoring a touchdown every play. But whenever I am on the field for that one play, that one kick, I have to make sure it's worth it and I can contribute to the team. I mean, how, how, how tough is it to kind of stay mentally ready and, and you know, just – because, I mean, that's that's your only job. I mean, yeah. Your only job is kicker, to stay mentally ready throughout an entire game. I mean, how, how tough is that to kind of navigate? Um, I mean, I guess it's pretty tough, but it's – I guess it's part of the job. You know? right. it's, it's what right. I signed up for. Um, we kind of have to block out all the noise from the outside, the fans, and what's really going on in the game. Um, whenever I'm on the sideline, I try not to pay attention to the game much because yeah. if it's a close game, it just adds more pressure to me. I just try to keep in my own element. And just go out there and do my thing. Right. Uh, and, and, I mean, you're pretty successful with, with this job. I mean, what, last year you went 33 of 36. Yeah. This year, I mean, you haven't had a lot of actual attempts or a, yeah. a, lot, of, a lot of chances. But when you, when you do get them, you, you execute extra points-wise. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. knocking them through all the time. So, um, I mean, tell me, tell me about the kind of the love for kicking a football. You, you love kicking a soccer ball, but the love for kicking a football over the last three years of – have kind of skyrocketed for you, it feels like. Well, growing up, um, doctors diagnosed me with a chronic blood disorder growing up. Okay. And they never allowed me to play a contact sport. I was always in the backyard kicking a soccer ball. Um, but at a young age, I fell in love with football, you know. And my favorite team's Notre Dame. I used to watch Notre Dame every Saturday. Um, and I got the opportunity my freshman year to come out and kick with the team. Yeah. And it was Amazing, you know, I, I didn't start out too good, you know, I'm a freshman, right. I'm small, I never kicked a football in my life, um, but I just stuck with it, I guess, you know, um, it's a lot of work, it's yeah. a lot of hard, like, it's work, like, you don't go out there one day and just see yourself get better, it takes weeks after weeks, uh, during quarantine, my sophomore year, I jumped the fence maybe once a day, every week, just trying to get in work, you know, trying to get in. So whenever I do go in the field, I'm trying to help the team, you know. I, I just want to be the best I can be. So what, did, what, what were you diagnosed with? It's called chronic ITP. My okay. body makes my platelets, but something is destroying my platelets. Okay. So I'm tired. I get chemo shots like every week. I really? Spend a good, uh, <laughs> I spent a good portion of my life in the hospital yeah, uh, growing up. That doesn't sound fun at all. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. So. Uh, so then... I mean, you're, you're a two-sport fall, two-sport athlete. I mean, you, you're on a soccer team as yeah. well. You guys are doing very well. You said seven and five yeah. so far. I mean, seven wins. It's the most since 2013. I know. And, and you've kind of 
you've been on the team with the last three years? The last two years. Two I years. transferred last year. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how is this team kind of... Uh, there was a whole lot of... There was a lot of excitement around yeah. it. Like, you could feel the excitement building, and it hasn't had that in a long time. I mean, what have you kind of noticed? Um, the first thing I noticed whenever I transferred in is that we had a lot of kids that can play soccer. We don't have a lot of soccer players. Like, at right. Lex, right. You, got, you, you got the Depperschmans at Ontario. You got the Weavers. You got all those kids that play soccer. Here at Mansfield, we have some basketball players, some tracks, some cross-country kids, and then a few of us soccer players like me, Griffin, Quentin, Justin. There's only a few of us that have a good background of soccer. Right. So that, that's the first thing I noticed. And with this new coach, we got Coach DeVolt. Uh, he's a coach back in 2013. Right. He's a really good coach. He puts us through a lot of hard training. Um, but going into this season, we knew that we had something special, like something since 2013 that right like this team is legit right it's not lexington it's not ontario but this is tiger <laughs> soccer like, right this it's... is like upcoming you know right. um so we put in the hard work you know we try to hang with lex worcester ashland i mean last time we played them we lost by double digits this right. time well, well we scored one on lex I, right yeah like right. at one point in that game that game was one one <laughs> um but it's big. Yeah, and that's a. I mean, that's a huge stepping yeah. stepping stone. I feel yeah. like in that. I mean, now I mean, you're this is your senior year. You kind of you're kind of leaving the the program kind of better than you found mm-hmm. it in soccer. I mean, how much do you hope your kind of influence will be left as far as maybe work ethic and, and just kind of what they do? Well, whenever those kids, well, whenever. I was a freshman, a sophomore. There's always somebody for me to look up to. Like right. we have a lot of sophomores this season. We started a lot of freshmen last season. We have a lot of players that are not experienced and some that haven't played a varsity minute in their life. Um, it's just trying to get them to love the game like right. me. Right. Like if you love the game, you're going to try. Like you won't go to practice. Like whenever you go home from practice you're going to go in your backyard and practice even more. Right, um, right. I think that's the biggest thing right now. It's just having kids that love the game and kids that take it serious. Sure. Cool. All right, man. That was Mansfield senior Tiger, senior kicker, Sean Putt, who, uh, like I said, is just a great, great kid. Had, you know, six, had six points through field goals, nine points total in their win over Ashland and, and kind of, uh, you know, he's he was a little bit of the difference in the game when you look at it. 27-20, without those points, the Tigers lose by two. So um, big props to the senior, and uh, hopefully he has a bright future here kicking the football for a college football team. Um, defensively for the Tigers last week, they, they put up points on the board. I think it was the first time they kind of scored uh, defensively since maybe North Canton Hoover when they had a, uh, had a fumble return, I think. So... Um, Elias Owens, uh, we've, we've kind of been waiting for him to make a huge impact on a game, and he did it this week. He had a 43-yard interception return um, to start the third quarter, put the Tigers up 17-7, to gave them a nice, comfortable 10-point lead, um, and then they kind of could just cruise from there. So big-time props to uh, Elias Owens and that Tiger defense. Um, they only allowed 99 rushing yards on 29 attempts. Uh, 183 yards through the air, which, but they they held the arrows to 15 of 31 passing, so under 50% completion. Um, so, but the the arrows are known for just throwing the football all over the field. 
um, and, and kind of completing passes at a, at a high rate. But uh, 282 total yards of offense. I don't know if they've given up 300 total yards of offense. Um, maybe only a couple games and probably what West Holmes and Maslin. But other than that, the Tigers defense has been pretty stout um, and held held opponents under 300 yards. And anytime you can do that, I think you give yourself a very good chance to win the game. Obviously, Aaron Thornton came up with a huge sack, uh, as I talked about earlier. Um, it was the only sack of the game, but he had nine tackles, led the team with nine tackles. So he's he's having a really, really great year. Um, very happy for that kid. Ricky Mills had three and a half tackles for loss, um, seven for the game. Makai Bradley had a had a big game as well, eight tackles, two tackles for loss. Samir Phillips had a had a tackle and a half for loss with a also with a sack. Keontes Bradley had a tackle for loss. So you know the Tiger defense made some big plays when they needed it, forced three turnovers. Um, just uh, just a big big performance out of that defense because. Whenever you give up the ball, you know, the Tigers, you know, at the end of the game, the Tigers allowed a touchdown on defense, then, you know, kick off, and then you fumble on the first play of offense, and your defense is sent right back out there to, to make, to get a big stop in, in their, you know, in field, in poor field position for the defense. And, uh, you know, they, they came out and, and just stood pat. They, the, Chokey Bradley said they, they bent, but they never broke. And that's, that's huge for a high school football team. Um, and, and the guy behind it calling all the plays and, and kind of teaching everything is Sean Adams, the defensive coordinator who, you know, he, he gets a lot of credit, but it, it's probably not enough credit to be honest with you. The guy really gets the most out of, out of his kids and the kids love him. Um, you know, off the off the air, I talked to him a little bit about he, he was talking to um, Leo Hess about, you know, when they're going out for a steak dinner and all that stuff. And, um, you know, a few weeks ago, back when they had a really good, good uh, game, he, he took a, a few guys out to Wendy's and uh, and Ricky Mills actually went up and ordered a, a cheeseburger with 10 different patties on it. And, and they took a picture of it, put it on Facebook. It was really cool. And um, you know, just to, just to see what, what he does with that group and, you know, everything of that, all that comes out of his own pocket. He does it out of the own goodwill of his, of his own heart. And, you know, he, he has a good relationship with these kids and that's, that's great. You know, all kids need multiple role models, parents, coaches, um, teammates, and, and the Tigers have it with, with all their coaches, uh, with, with Sean Adams, with Chokey Bradley, with Jacob Owens, all those guys in there, uh, John Coy, you know, the, they have uh, they have very good guys to look up to, and that's a great thing. But Sean Adams put together a great game plan and and uh, came out here and, and got the Tigers a win, and he's going to have his hands full again this week with, uh, with Worcester, and he talks a little bit about them too. So let's hear from Sean Adams real quick, and then we'll come back wrap this thing up and I'll give you my Jake's take for this week. Um, Worcester, the Worcester Generals come to town. It's been a great rivalry between these two teams. So here's, uh, here's Sean Adams real quick. I mean, they, your defense was tested last year. I mean, it, what, turned the ball over four times. So you guys, I mean, you have, you have your backs against the wall and they, they showed up every single time. Man. Uh, that had to be really encouraging. Oh, they, they always do. And I mean, they, uh, they always are ready to play, yeah. and they're always ready to give us everything they got. Um, I thought that we were way more physical this week than we were the previous week, and that was something that we we got on them about was being physical, 
and and our tackling was extremely well. Yeah. And we improved in that area too. Um, but you know, I think the the big thing that we did this week was we were disciplined. Yeah. We stayed deep. We we tackled. We got lined up, and we were just extremely disciplined this week. And you know, I think that helped propel us to a win. Yeah. I mean, where where is that? Like you said, you were we were talking a little bit before. You said this is the most disciplined they've kind of ever been. I mean, where where is that? How has that kind of developed, and how did you guys kind of build that discipline? Well, I mean, that's something that we always harp on. You know, we go out there and we make sure that our chin straps are buckled. We make sure our mouthpiece is in. We make sure we're behind the white line. We make sure that we're um, doing this right. And, and it's all holding them accountable right. and uh, making sure that they understand the importance of discipline, not only at practice or not only at the games, but in life. Right. And uh, you, you've got to be disciplined because they have places for people that aren't disciplined. <laughs> yep. And we don't want any of our guys to go there. And, you know, if we don't teach them life lessons, then we're way overpaid. I mean, how, how, much, of, how, how much of a life lesson was that, that final, you know, you guys fumble, the, the final drive, and you guys make that goal line stand? And just, I, I mean, I know it's just in, in the game of football right there, but I feel like, you know, that, that's something that's kind of a teaching moment. Your back's against the wall, the momentum is not on your side, but yet you come through and, and exceed and and they were they were as happy as I've seen them right you know to be able to to withstand that yeah. and and you know that's something that we preach is being resilient you know choke talks about that I talk about it and you know that's something too that we want our kids to take with them after they leave football is to be resilient and to persevere and and make it through the hard times yeah. and you know you don't learn that in a history book right. you don't learn that in algebra class you don't learn that in biology, but you learn that out here, and I think that that's, that's very important to take with us the rest of our lives. And, um, you know, we didn't get some calls down there, mm -hmm. and we didn't piss and moan and, and belly ache. We just, next play. Right. Next play, and we, we stayed in the moment with the next play, and, you know, Aaron, I, I, I don't understand why they never had a back over there to, <laughs> to protect, but... Uh, I was like, Aaron used to go. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, everybody else did it. You watch that last play, and everybody is just doing exactly what they should do. I mean, I, I read the story on the on the last play, and Aaron was like, you know, I didn't even know what defense was called. All I heard was, Thornton, go! Yeah. And I went. Like, I mean, it, but to, to have that, that kind of weapon and that ability on that side of the ball where you just say, hey, just go make me a play. I mean, that's, that's big. And he did. And, yeah. and, you know, we got on Aaron last week because there was probably four opportunities yeah. that he didn't have against Lexington, yeah. or he did have, that he didn't make the most of. Right. But he made the most of it, and that's discipline. Yeah. And that's, and that's making a new mistake, and that's learning from your mistakes. And, you know, that, that, too, is a life lesson. We don't want to keep making the same mistake over and over. So, you know, it was it's always tough playing Ashland. They always try and get us with something, and I was just real proud of them for the way that they were disciplined and, and, and did everything the right way. Now you guys come back home, and last time you guys played here, you put up a shutout. I mean, it, it's got to be exciting to play, and you're playing a, a very – quality opponent this week too. Absolutely. Worcester's got weapons all over the place. They're big and, and they're fast and and their offensive line is, is very good. Um, so you, and, you, as you can see, we've got a boatload of formations yeah. here that uh, 
um, we have to prepare for. But, you know, we're, we're, we're seasoned now, um, and I think now is the time that we can just kind of focus on tackling, focus on getting to the ball, focus on getting lined up right. And it doesn't have to be all this physical stuff. Right. Let's get back to mental and, and just kind of back it back, back it down a little bit and, and concentrate on the mental things. And I think that really helped us again uh, last week. You know, how tough is it for a high school kid to kind of look at this board that has, you know, a million different formations on it and, and kind of remember that out in the game and be like, okay, this formation's happening, this is what's going to happen, is it? I mean, is that more on you to tell them, hey, this is what's happening, or for them to kind of remember? That that there's for me. Yeah. And choke. Right. Um, that's that's what we do. Um, that over there is for them. Right. And that that's a little bit more condensed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that just kind of gives us of what we're we're doing. They they don't come in here and go, oh god, what's? They come in here and look right there. Right. And uh, you know we we try and keep things simple and. And uh, try and make it so they can just play fast. Right, and that's—I mean—that's been the recipe for success the last few weeks. Is just kind of playing free and fast. You guys made that switch. Uh, what was it after? After West Holmes, you guys kind of made the switch to where you're just simplifying things, saying, "Hey, you know, just just go out and use your athletic ability and use your God-given talents." <laughs> right, and and you know, I think we've. At least I want to hope to believe that we've gotten better since even Norwalk. Yeah. And I, I think we have. I mean, we ran into a buzzsaw there. And I really thought that we played well in those two games. Yeah. Um, you know, you take away a few touchdowns here and there and special teams. I, I really thought the defensive guys showed up even in those. So, you know, it's 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 been a fun year. Yeah. Um, Worcester's had our number over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, we were able to go over there and, and, and get a win, and I'm sure that they're not going to forget that one either. Right. Um, but between Worcester and us, it's always a, it's always a battle. Um, it's kind of a pride thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, we always look forward to, to playing Worcester and, and what they bring to us. Okay. That was Mansfield Senior Defensive Coordinator Sean Adams. Um, you know, a He's got a big task this week to get his guys prepared for uh, you know a Worcester team that I mean they're they're kind of tough to figure out a little bit you know they they started off the year with a forty to thirteen win over Orville then lost to Wadsworth which is understandable Wadsworth is five and two forty nine twenty one they lost and then they go over to New Phil or host New Philadelphia for the OCC opener and beat them twenty one to nothing. Um, and, and that 21 points is tied for the most points New Philadelphia has given up this year. It's actually tied with Mansfield Senior, who put up 21 points on them just a few weeks ago. Um, so that that game kind of uh, that game kind of told me that you know what Worcester Worcester is the real deal. I knew New Philadelphia was going to be pretty stout defensively, um, and, and they put up 21 points and shut them out. And I'm like, okay, you know th- this team's for real. This. It's a three-team race going in. Then, uh, then they they get an easy one against uh, Madison and beat them thirty-five to seven. Then they go over to Lexington, take a twenty-one to twenty or twenty-one to nothing lead, uh, or, or take a lead. I don't know if it's twenty-one to nothing, but it, they took a lead into the fourth quarter. Seemed to have the game wrapped up, and then Lexington scores twenty-two straight or twenty-two points in the fourth quarter. Um, go for good. They went for two to at the end of the game and, and got it with uh, under a minute to go and and pulled off one of the biggest upsets in the state. Um, 
and, and that kind of just that, that derailed things a little bit for Worcester. They they follow that up. You know, they they host West Holmes uh, in a in a big game that you know the the Generals needed to win to be even be put in the OCC conversation, and they lost forty eight to six. So it's a little bit disappointing in that one. Um, and then they you know bounced back last week against Mount Vernon forty eight to nothing. So. It's kind of a roller coaster ride for this Worcester team. They're 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 really high with a win over New Philadelphia, twenty-one to nothing. Then they get kind of a bad low with a twenty-two to twenty-one loss to Lexington, and then get blown out by West Holmes. And then they come back, and you know Mount Vernon isn't the the greatest team in the OCC, but they put up 48, uh, 48 to nothing win, and that's that's huge. So um, we'll see what Worcester team kind of shows up here on Friday night. Um, and, and with the senior senior high tigers at home, they're coming back at home. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a big big game for them to to kind of get back on track, get some playoff points, get a good uh, good playoff position. Um, they're you know they're kind of out of the OCC title race. West Home seems to have that locked up pretty good, um, and I don't know if they're really going to get tested the rest of the way. West Holmes still has New Philadelphia. They have Ashland this week, so hopefully Ashland can kind of give them a game. Uh, and they host New Philadelphia and then then uh, travel to Mount Vernon at the end of the year. But the Tigers kind of, you know, they can't be thinking about the OCC race. The only thing they got to think about is, is this week's opponent and what they can do to be successful and and kind of get them a, a playoff position. And that that's going to be the, the kind of the theme for the rest of the year is all about playoff positioning and maybe get a couple home games uh, there in the playoffs um, and, and bring some postseason football back to Arlen Field, which will be really, really great. Um, but again, I think the, the recipe for success is see what Worcester's doing defensively. Um, if they're going to stack the box, they can kind of get the ball out to their playmakers at wide receiver. They're going to leave things wide open. Just kind of continue what they did last week and run the football, and they'll be very successful defensively. Um, Worcester has some athletes. Uh, they have a young quarterback. They have some athletes around him. Uh, deep, the the lines really aren't um, anything to to be feared too much. Um, so I think the Tigers can kind of get some pressure on a young quarterback, force him into mistakes. Um, and just kind of break down and make plays. Uh, I think that's going to be the the key for the defense is just you know controlling uh, the controllables and and make sure that they kind of play a clean game and you know if their backs are against the wall bend but don't break and that's kind of been the theme of their their existence over the past few years. So um, big game coming up. I'm excited. I, I finally get to get back to Arlen Field and, and watch the Tiger football game. I'll be covering that one personally. So. Uh, I'm excited to, to get back there, and then uh, the next two weeks I'll have uh, I'll be tracking down the MOAC title race, which is coming down to uh, just a couple teams here, and then then we'll be in playoff football, and and who knows where I'll be then? Uh, I'll try and get out to as many Tiger football games as I possibly can. So, um, you know, big week this week. I'm excited for it. I hope you guys are too, and uh, you know, I, I hope to see as many of you as possible at Arlen Field. If you're out there, stop by the sideline, say hey. Uh, I'll be glad to talk to you guys. So, we'll see you here on Friday night.